Uh, welcome to Sometimes Video Games. I'm Adam, and today I have a uh, interview with Spaceboat. What, what's your what's role in Spaceboat? The director, the designer. Uh, I guess uh, primarily uh, I'm the the person who's making the majority of the game. So ninety five percent of the game is. Uh, but I'm the. Um, um, I, I also am the founder of Recombobulator Games. Mm. So yeah, uh, uh, whatever title you'd like to use for that. <laughs> have I got your name right there? It's Luis. Luis, yeah, Luis. that's correct. You can call um, me Louis. That one's easy for everybody. We've got a Louis on the channel. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, great. Yeah, uh, we had a cat in the background. Now, who's your cat? She's gone. Now, yeah, that's Sigmar. That's uh, Sigmar. Uh, we're hoping uh, we'll be able to put him as a second uh, player uh, op oh. option in the, into the game. There we go. That's interesting. Yeah, not a lot of people know, but the the main character that we have in the game is uh, our other cat. Uh, oh. And, uh, yeah. Um, and uh, she, it, you know she's named the same and everything so we really model even the cursor when you're using mouse and keyboard in the game is mm. her paw it's actually literally her paw we took oh. a picture of it yeah that's great um so the first question i want to ask you about spaceboat is what yes. what is spaceboat all right uh spaceboat is um is a narrative uh, game uh where you play as a, a cat um in a universe that's filled with uh, something I can't say because there's a certain company with a mouse that would uh, send assassins to my door and kill me if I used it, but it's basically puppets that are furry and, mm. and carpety. So we call them carpet-based lifeforms uh, in this universe uh, because it's you know it's a space game too. It's a futuristic space game, and so uh, as a cat disguised as one of these carpet-based lifeforms, you uh, you are um, trying to catch a uh, shape-shifting uh, jewel thief that created an intergalactic incident. Um, so yeah, that's that's the that's the, the basic premise of the game, uh, and uh, the universe is uh, filled with all kinds of interesting life forms and so on. Yeah, there are a few that uh, that you show up in the in the demo. Um, one of those is uh, I, I I believe some sort of space whale. Uh, it's one of yeah. the first characters that you meet called Premium Dale. Um, yes, seems to be a very on the nose representation of microtransactions in games. What was the decision to make that character? Actually, the um, the entire game, if you look a little bit, you'll see that it has uh, references to, um, to to things related to AAA monetization. In particular, the, the game's core theme, I guess you could say, is the normalization of excessive monetization from games. Mm. Uh, and uh, we put elements of that everywhere. So Premium Dale is... Uh, is making reference, yeah, to um, uh, to uh, to everything that's related to to whales, uh, in the sense of how they're being. Like one of the main key things for Dale is uh, you get to meet a, a character who's basically very similar to to people that you may have met in real life um, that are that were considered whales, um, and hopefully by the end of the game you start to have a little bit of a bit uh, of a better understanding about him. But we have an arc for him. There's a, a purpose for that character. Um, we're hoping that people won't see him as a jerk by the time we're done, and mm. see him more as a, a victim of uh, what's going on in the uh, in the industry and um, and humanize him, if you will. Mm. Uh, so uh, I'm hoping uh, that that'll come through. Uh, we just added recently in a patch uh, the ability to eject him from his chair because uh, a lot of people wanted that, and I'm hoping this is a little experiment. I'm hoping that people will. Will think twice about ejecting him, and and if they do eject him, I hope by the time we get to the full game, uh, that uh, people will will regret doing that. Uh, that's that's the goal. Because you mentioned that before we we started the call, um, 
so I went back to to rush through the demo and and see what happened because originally my my first thought was to leave him alone. Yeah. In fact, I was kind of questioning why the option was there to begin with. I was like, why is why am I allowed to do? Why should I? Why could I? Why can I do this? And why should yeah. I do this? Um, and then you mentioned there was a little experiment there to see w- what people um, thought of. Have you had any results of your experiment so far? What have you yeah. seen? There was a streamer already that was like, no, no, I'm not, uh, I'm, uh, let's leave him alone type of thing. And I was like, good. There's, uh, there's somebody that's, you know, like, first of all, you know, it's good that they're seeing the character is more than just uh, than pixels. They're seeing that there's, there's a story behind some of these characters. And even though it's on the nose, I know that uh, I, m- I made it quite on the nose on a number of levels. Like pre-order Earl is straight up in his name. He's a character who likes to pre-order things and then most of the time has regrets but keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. So these these characters are a little bit on the nose, obviously, but there is depth to them. And I'm hoping to be able to uh, let people see more of what we're, we're planning for, for some of these characters. Yeah. Sure. Um, so you've mentioned pre-order Earl. Uh, yeah. He's he's a a being that seems to ex- exist solely to pre-order items and then eat them. Uh, the sound of things. What's, yeah. What is the decision? What what made you target pre-order Earl as a thing? What why is he? What does he exist? Well, he's he's supposed to represent the uh, every gamer. We've all been there. We've all been pre-order Earl at some point or another, right? So the idea here is to show you that. Even, you know, if, if we don't consider ourselves someone who has uh, either an addiction to gambling or, uh, uh, you know, ha- hasn't been too manipulated by the psychi- psychi- psychological uh, behavioralist that, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, basically there's, there's a group of people who are not um, uh, behavioral psychologists, sorry. Uh, there's, there's a group of people who are, are abusing the knowledge that they're gathering from uh, behavioral psychologists and taking advantage of people's uh, mental states and so on. And uh, I, I wanted to show that even if you haven't been to that level, you are still uh, being affected by it in some way or another, because if you can identify with pre-order Earl, you, it should start the, the dialogue of, yeah, I kind of have been tricked into this kind of stuff. And yeah, I, I kind of do pre-order even when I don't, I know I shouldn't. And that kind of behavior should, if you're a person who considers themselves a, a normal, so a quote unquote, um, a, you know, person who buys games and is not is not being tricked into this stuff, then you consider that it's like it doesn't take much to go from that to other things uh, later on, like the other other characters that are in the game, and that that was the point of it. Uh, is it ever okay to pre-order anything? I think so. I, I think pre-ordering is one of the it's. Pre-ordering is is not a, a, a terrible thing if you if you understand you know it, it has to do with trust right do you trust the other company so I guess I guess we've seen how pre-ordering could be bad because if you look at you know like uh, CD Projekt Red for example I think sure. until Cyberpunk came out there was absolutely no question it was like yeah sure uh, they're a good company they do good things look at their track record it's wonderful and that was like a no-brainer so. It's it, that 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 is it okay to pre-order has become slimmer and slimmer every time I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, and uh, I have had some serious thoughts about Kickstarter as well because Kickstarter mm-hmm. in my mind is somewhat of a of a pre-order as well. So I've I've been there's been a lot of uh, thought behind each one of our tiers and we were hoping we hope we didn't uh, we didn't go into pre-order zone uh, too too far. But the honest truth is 
we are an indie company with absolutely no, uh, like we have some funding possibly coming in here and there, but it's, it's our way of surviving right now. And it's, I think it's justifiable as long as we can. And that's why we made the demo. We made mm -hmm. the demo. So to show people, no, we really are making a game. And if we can make uh if we can get enough money, we will make this game uh, and you will get what you're, you're and like even uh, the, the demo already, uh, like there were some people who, um, who asked for things and we, we patched it in. Uh, we patched in some things that they wanted. You also mentioned um, in, in our chat previously, uh, Mr. Combini, a vending yeah. machine that works like a slot machine. What's that about? Yeah, so um, one of the things I wanted to do in this game is um, give people, well, it's it, there's an irony to it. Because if you consider uh, like AAA gaming, uh, and you you consider how crazy it's become and how weird it is nowadays, where you have all these bizarre schemes where they're they're making tokens and things like that, and basically they're just slot machines covered up in some mm. way. And I thought it would be interesting to to take something that is bizarre, but that we accept that has been normalized in video games, and put it in a real world scenario. So that way, people can say. Isn't that silly? Isn't that if you put it in a different context? Doesn't that isn't that bizarre? Like, mm. think of a vending machine. It's a we've always seen it as a thing where it's a machine where you put in money and you get the thing that you want. You, you press the button, you say, "I want that." So we turned it into a machine where it was like, "No, you've got three tokens, and you get to pull like a slot machine, and there, there's a random chance you'll get one of the items. Hopefully, it's the one you want." And that in itself already is like that's a very strange concept. And if someone saw that, they'd be like. This is ridiculous. This is like this is not this, this, it's not in the realm of, of reality. But the thing is, we're accepting that in video games recently, and mm. it's just a matter of time as those things start to creep into the real world. And we're starting to see that already, like everything from the Disney. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, it's starting to creep everywhere. So it's a question of normalization. It's like what we accept at the time, uh, and I wanted to do that through a video game which is the irony of it, right? I'm using a video game to make you think about how silly video game monetization has become yes. or just how <laughs> nefarious it is. But it's um, that there's, I'm hoping people can, can see that. And, uh, and one of the main, like one of, uh, one of the main stories I'm trying to tell is like, look, about 15 years ago, there was a horse armor mod that cost $2 and 50 cents. And yeah, we were in an uproar. We were like, "This is on top of the full price of a video game, and you're charging me two fifty for a skin that should be in the game already." And we we hated that, and we fought against it. Fifteen years later, tell me if two dollars and fifty cents for an armor mod is mm -hmm. uh, is outrageous? It totally isn't. No. So how did that happen? And then that's that's the that's the premise of it. It's like uh, by putting things out of context, it will shock the. Hopefully, people will, and I'm doing it on the nose so that it's it's obvious what I'm doing. And I don't like if I do I do it so that it's all in the subtext. There's too many people are going to miss it. People will miss it. Yeah. And yeah, and I'm being super obvious about it. And, but the the thing that's fun here is that we made the game uh, comedic, so it, it's 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 meant to entertain you, and and, and you're supposed to enjoy this this uh, world filled with puppets, right? And in a in a bizarre space uh, universe, so there are there are levels that people can enjoy. So if you don't know anything about uh, monetization in games, then you're just going to be exposed to bizarre ideas that you'll find like possibly funny because you need like a subscription to be able to buy coffee or uh, you know and then the vending machine and all that stuff. So there's there's a lot of little things that people will probably just chuckle 
there's I've, I've seen some people really get a good kick out of some of the jokes we had in there and that was that was nourishing to see someone uh, really laugh at some of the jokes we put in there i was really happy to see that it really connected with some people and if they don't see the other stuff that's fine that's fine uh as long as it's there uh and that the the, the dialogue starts uh and maybe at some point they might make the connection between what we're doing here and uh, things they see in, 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 the, in, the, in the real world. So, sort of on that, how would, what would you say to people who would maybe say, keep politics out of video games? Because that's a big uh, discussion well, at the moment, isn't it? It's a big discussion sure. at the moment. Sure. Here, the politics isn't really, um, it's not really the politics, it's the economics. Mm. Uh, so it's more of a question of, hey, you're being manipulated to pay more. Um, and it's in the game in such a way that it's not like we're not talking about it. We're just showing you uh, examples. Uh, so it's it's not even though it's a core theme and I made sure that everything's connected to that because the story itself is actually connected to to all of this, like the mm. the, the bad guy or let's say some of the some of the the the, uh, the antagonists are connected to this kind of stuff. So there's a reason why we're seeing all of these things. Um, so the story does take from it, but. The, the the you can still enjoy the game without thinking about the economics or the politics if you want to call it that sure. uh, of what's going on in here yeah absolutely there's no reason why you it's not like i'm 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 uh every five minutes i'm punching someone in the face and going triple a is bad there's none of that yeah do you think that's important though to to meet the the balance there because i mean as we've seen with with video games that have come out recently stuff like far cry 6 uh where they they've sort of come out and said oh it is political oh it's not political i've been misquoted here and it's not been you know how how delicate a balance do you think you need to to sort of find with with the like politics quote unquote and and the yeah. video game in the case of ubisoft there i, I think it's difficult to plead uh, ignorance uh because their symbol is like where, where else did you get this symbol from uh from, yeah. from what i remember yeah Seeing this like that symbol, I'm like, obviously, it's everywhere in the news. How would you not know what that is? That's an obvious. Uh, they tried to bring in politics into it, but to, then to claim that it's not politics is, uh, it, I, I think it's disingenuous to do that. Uh, frankly, uh, in our case, um, it, like I'm clear, clearly saying that the, the themes are related to that, but the but you can still enjoy the game without thinking about that at all. Hmm. Uh, and there's no reason why you uh, can't play the game without thinking about it. Um, this sort of mention, so one of the last games that you'd worked on, uh, according to Moby Games, uh, was Mass Effect 3, um, yeah. which with the EA Battle Pass stuff and the use of loot boxes and its multiplayer, was heavily criticized for doing a number of things that you were taking aim at on Spaceboat. Is this a coincidence Absolutely. or a direct commentary on your personal work with EA or your personal experience with EA? Yeah, so um, the uh, this this universe wasn't created yesterday. Uh, I created it when I was about 20 years ago. Uh, actually, I'd created even earlier than that. I had uh, lots of stories uh, leading up to uh, the the let's call it the space boat universe, if we if we will. Uh, and uh, I wanted to go into, uh, like, I, I tried to get it going. Uh, I remember getting all my cassettes and sending them out to all these companies. And uh, I didn't get any responses, so I figured, okay, I need to gain the skills I need and learn how the game is played. Mm. And uh, so I went out there and started working, and I worked for 20 years. Um, and then I was like, okay, I've, I've learned 
enough, I think, at this point, to be able to start my own thing. And um, uh, so now it's uh, we're at a stage where um, I'm taking everything that I've learned, including uh, all the things that I wasn't uh, in agreement with. Hmm. So basically, all my experiences working for these AAA companies, I'm bringing it to the game. And when you're a developer, you don't have much control over what you're doing. Um, like, the, you know, it's like the, the, the old saying that even um, like a lot of people have been saying, like, uh, like Sterling has mentioned, uh, they put a, they don't put a gun to your head. You know, that kind of story, like line, it's, it, they are totally correct in saying that, that, yes, they don't put a gun to your head, but you are you don't have much control over what's going on and what get, gets made and a lot of times it's made against your own personal uh, ethics so um yeah space boat is definitely I'm, I'm taking from that and this time i do have the the control and i can say this stuff has to stop these kind of things have to stop and, it ha and we need to start by just accept accepting that it exists and uh stop arguing over if uh you know, FIFA loot boxes are gambling. They are gambling. That's all there is to it. And all of these things are, there's a lot of scummy practices that are going on. And I think we're at a critical point, frankly, we're in a critical point where things are getting normalized now. And uh, we need to stop and go, no, this is not normal and this is not acceptable. Uh, and if we don't do that now, uh, it could be bad. So like, I mean, we could keep going with normalization of really bizarre practices, I think. So that that's, that's my point. I'm I'm bringing my uh, yes to answer your question. Yes, I am bringing my uh, my experiences working for these companies, and now it is my time to be able to speak freely about what it is instead of just being a pawn in the in the whole process. Are there a lot of people who feel the same as you in in those companies, and that they can't do anything? Uh, even even I would say maybe higher ups, people who are in charge of projects, who then say, "Well, the company wants me to do this, so I I can't." Yeah, yeah. most people don't understand that a lot of these AAA studios have hundreds, if not thousands of people on a single project. Like Ubisoft, well, Ubisoft's right here, right next to me, like not far from where I live. And I've consistently turned them down and I've done everything in my power throughout my entire career to never go there. Uh, but um, like, like, it's always the same thing. Whenever they approach me, it's like, oh yeah, you've got a thousand people working on this project. Wow, it's a big project, a lot of money in here. Yeah, so that means I'll have zero control over uh, anything i'll just have a thing that i'm responsible for and then I'll, I'll probably work a lot of hours to to make something that i'm not okay with hmm. what would you what advice because i guess i would say you're, you're free of that sort of uh world now at least for now anyway what would you yeah. say to other people who are in the same position as you were a few years ago who are kind of stuck there thinking I hate this, but I love, I have a passion for video games and, and creating, but I, I hate what I'm being told to do. I hate what I'm sort of doing here in, in monetarily. Yeah. For, for those people that are like all of my colleagues as well, that are also doing it right now. Like, I mean, they're, I, I, I've been having trouble getting them to, to join me because well, there's not a lot of money in what I'm doing right now. Mm. Just, just getting this off the ground is, uh, is difficult. Um, but, uh, for them, I would say my, uh, just, just speak to the managers, let them know that you're not comfortable with certain things. I know that it, a lot of times it's like, you don't want to be that person who says something negative because if you start saying it too much, 
you get put in a corner and they give you a title, like a label being like someone who's very negative about things. And you get told that you are a negative person for, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. There was one, one of my colleagues, super talented, well-known in the industry. Uh, he brings in some of the, the craziest talent. Like uh, he was, uh, I worked with him even at uh, Bioware. Uh, he brought in the art director from, uh, that became uh, the art director for, um, uh, for God of War, the the new oh, one. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it, there was a time where we had people that were considered top notch that were working with us at Bioware. It was it was this golden era, and he's always put down as a person who's very negative because he speaks his mind. So I wish, uh, if you're there to you know at least try to get into the habit of saying maybe you're not in agreement with what's going on, and if everybody does that. Then it, you're not, you're no longer the Mr. Negative. You won't be Mr. Negative. You're just bringing up uh, some concerns, and uh, you're just letting people know that you're not necessarily in agreement with what's being done, but in a positive, like in a in a constructive way. I think I think that's the key. Uh, my 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 suggestion is, if we can try to be constructive and talk to you, to the bosses to let them know, and if you get an answer like that's how businesses. Just remind them that that's how businesses in games by the looks of it. And good luck with that because it's a slippery slope when you start focusing on Skinner boxes and loot boxes. Mm. I mean, you say it's a slippery slope and you, you said a couple of times, like, uh, you, you believe things get worse in the future, but what's the, what's the climax of this? Do you think what, what is the, what is the point where, where it gets too much for people? Because at this point in time, it clearly isn't people are, people yeah. are happy to spend this. So how far does it go? I think one of the slippery, uh, one of the parts that's slippery about this is that if you start focusing too much on doing uh, like like making money off of people with with um, problems with gambling and such, if you just focus on that and you make the game mechanics completely geared towards basically ripping people off, frankly, it, that's all you know how to do. You've forgotten how to make a game at that point, which means you're just going to be recycling old games without even knowing if it works or not. And you're just you're you're you've got a crutch now, and you have a problem. And so, and I'm, I'm I'm we're starting to see it. So these companies, I think there's a moment where once they get forced to not have those elements in the game, they're going to be they're going to find themselves with the inability to actually create anything else. Mm. And that's going to be their moment where if we continue to buy their games at that point, that's where it goes it goes south because we're basically giving them money still despite giving us games that are, are are completely broken and they don't know how to make games anymore whereas we sh this is where the this is where um the the gamers and the and the public need to start putting in money into games they believe in not because they are compelled to play it in some way or you know they have this compulsion to play it but because they believe in the game they and they believe in the people and and what and, and enjoy the game for what it is and not and not because they're hooked on it in in, in some uh, unhealthy way and that's that's the moment where things will change and i think if we don't have that that's that's the one where it's a slippery slope because then they have carte blanche to just do whatever they want without having to worry about anything and they still keep making money and they keep uh they'll find some more some other way of abusing people uh in some way or another like it, it's like um it has to do with um also bartle types uh like basically uh like um behavioral psychologists have classified players into categories 
and somebody looked at it and said, which one is the, which player is the one that I can give them something for the cheapest, like, like, like what can I do that's super cheap that brings in the most amount of money? Mm-hmm. And they found one. And then they've been focusing on that. The second that that becomes the the thing that they can't do anymore, they'll go to the next one in the Bartle types. So don't worry, they'll move on to something, but there's going to be a, a critical moment where they're transitioning, where it's like, that's the moment where we need to start uh, putting putting a, fo- a focus on them and saying, you know what, I'm going to indie or whatever else I can find that is more enjoyable. Sure. Yeah, that's that's good. Um, so Spaceboat's on Kickstarter at the moment. Um, what's the end of that? When's the goal? How, where can we find it? Where can we do the thing? <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, the, the easiest thing to do is do uh, uh, spaceboat.ca slash Twitter. And that will bring you straight to our Twitter page, which has links to everything. Uh, if not, if you want to go straight to the Kickstarter, you can do spaceboat.ca slash Kickstarter. And that should also bring you to the Kickstarter page, which has links to other things. Um, and uh, one of the things you'll probably notice um, is that we're not doing so well on Kickstarter. Um, and uh, the thing that I would mention out uh, mention to people is that it's, it's okay. Uh, we'll probably come back uh it, once we uh you know we'll 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 see what we can do and also there's other things that are happening right now that could actually change uh the outcome of our stability so i, I can't go into detail but there are things happening that could give us a, another uh form of income to keep us alive that's that's a good one without uh without breaking any of our uh ethics or, or morals if, uh, if you want to put it that way and if you don't meet the kickstarter is everyone are you keeping an eye on that? You're saying it, it doesn't necessarily the, the the game doesn't it's not over doesn't necessarily go away and you're you're gonna because it's a passion project for you I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's it's not good that it, if we don't make it, but it's not necessarily bad either. It's not a uh, it's not something that'll kill us. It's not uh, it's not fatal for us. Uh, but um, hopefully we'll like stick with us. Uh, hopefully, and we will come back and you can uh, you can help us out there. And at that point, I hope it'll it'll we'll be able to maintain the Kickstarter campaign properly this time. Uh, although we really didn't do anything wrong, frankly, we did all the suggestions and everything. It's unfortunate. It just, uh, it's the way it was. There was a couple of things with the algorithm that we didn't know about. And now we're, we're starting to understand how that works. It's a, uh, it's tough. It's a learning experience though, isn't it? It's, it's one of those, um, but we'll put the... but we have big news coming. Oh. So keep an eye on us, uh, for the next, uh, at least. Uh, I can't say what it is. All I know is that there is something that's big that's coming, and I'm super excited to be able to say it. And hopefully, that will lead to uh, to other things that we're also planning. Um, so hopefully, that uh, that'll be interesting. So keep an eye on us because we've got some actually really interesting, legitimately interesting music coming uh, coming soon. Good. And we will put the uh, the, the links to, to your stuff in the in the little box down below. So if you do want to support Spaceboat and you like what you've seen and like what you've heard here, you can always uh go over there and, and and give them the support that they uh they need and deserve um thank you very much Luis, for uh joining us today uh have you got anything uh that you'd like to say extra to, to people out there Just... yeah uh to, to the people who have been supporting us and gotten us to where we are uh, seriously uh a big thank you uh it's given us a lot of uh even though we're not doing so well in kickstarter it doesn't matter we've we've been really enjoying the um the connections that we've had with a number of people it's been like the community has been wonderful uh and that that alone for me was has been 
has been uh, really worthwhile. Even if, uh, even if, like, let's say tomorrow for whatever reason we have to shut down, it's okay. At least I had that, those uh, those great uh, things, and we will be back no matter what. It, we'll not we're not giving up. Well, thank you very much. Thank you.